Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, I'm Lauren McGoodwin. Welcome to a special bonus episode of The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. Today is a unique episode for a few reasons. One, this is a solo episode where you'll only be hearing from me, but also because today I'm sharing a replay from a live webinar I recently hosted on today's topic how to run an online meeting that's efficient, effective, and engaging. Running a meeting is already challenging, but what about when the team is virtual, like so many of us right now? How do you run a meeting that's effective without face-to-face interaction? This is also really important because right now, people need leadership. They need to have those meetings, they need to have normal life, and those of you who are running a meeting like a manager or an employee, this is an opportunity for all of us to step up. I hosted this training originally as a live webinar on March 19th, and the response has been overwhelmingly positive, which is why I wanted to roll this out as a bonus podcast episode to make sure we're offering our females community helpful advice when they need it, which is right now, this week, not in a few weeks, when we can make sure all of our recording is perfectly scheduled and the audio is perfect. So I've made the decision to quickly edit this so that you guys can access this essential topic today. In the webinar replay, you'll hear me cover best practices for running an online meeting, including how to create a virtual water cooler, what you need to include in your agenda, and those recap emails. We'll also cover video meeting etiquette to follow, how to prepare you and your team for this new meeting structure, and how to keep your team focused and engaged with examples on how you can make sure everyone has a job in the meeting. I hope you're going to find this webinar replay extremely helpful. You are going to hear me say some things that won't make sense, like look below the screen or talking to the live audience that joined me that day. You can ignore that and just pay attention to the main themes of the information that I'll be sharing Because again, this was a live webinar that I recorded, and I'm now taking that content and going to repurpose it for this podcast in audio form. The most important thing is that you're getting the important information that you need. And stick around for Dear Career Contessa, our listener advice segment, where we'll answer your career questions, starting with, how do I handle someone who interrupts in a meeting a lot? And I have some helpful resources you won't want to miss. 
All right. So now this is a very special bonus episode of The Females. So let's talk about running an online meeting. This was actually something that came to us through an Instagram DM. She basically said, a lot of us managers are having to run our meetings online, obviously. But there comes another challenge, which is how do you keep people engaged? You know, sometimes it's hard enough to get people to want to show up to a meeting when it's in person and you get to have all those interpersonal skills and and things happening. But what about when you're online? And I think this is really, really important. And I also feel like this is a major leadership quality. So again, fill out the poll that's right below me to let me know if you're a manager or not, because even if you're not a manager, this is a leadership quality. Being able to run an efficient meeting, a meeting where people feel like it's not a waste of their time, where you're actually moving things forward is incredibly important. It's important in real life and it's important in remote life. We're all in real life, but you know what I mean? Remote life and non-remote life. Uh, So the reason why this is an important topic isn't just for these times, but certainly this is a time where you can take the skills we're about to cover and really rise to the occasion and be that leader in your company, whether you are quote unquote, an official manager or not. Let's see. Okay. About 47% of you said that you are a manager and 52% said no. So even better to my point, which is whether you are managing people or not, do these things because it's going to really show off your leadership skills. So like I said, I've got a lot of notes. Um, I'm going to be verbally saying them to you. Um, You will have access to this replay forever. I'll also email it to you so you can watch it at any time. So the first thing when it comes to running a successful online meeting, you got to pick your tech. That might sound obvious, I know, but what you really want to know is ask yourself, what is the key functionality that you need? There's a lot of options out there, Zoom, Google Hangout, Skype, GoToMeeting, Adobe Connect, um, webinars, right? Like Crowdcast. So you want to think about, do you need to share your video screen? Do you need to collaborate on a document together where then maybe Google Docs or Dropbox would be awesome? Research says that 55% of communication is body language, while another 38% is tone of voice. When you are trying to create this atmosphere with online meetings, Remember that if you want to communicate with body language, then you're going to want some sort of a technology that allows the functionality for video sharing um, and to be on screen. Visibility is incredibly important during this time as well. So I would definitely encourage all people to find a software that is easy to use. It works across, you know, all the different browsers and screens and this and that that works. Our go-tos at Career Contessa is we use Google Hangouts or we use Crowdcast for webinars. Another tool that I'm really liking right now is called Loom. And Loom is awesome, not necessarily maybe it for hosting a meeting, but you can record, you know, your screen and kind of create these like tutorials or like little videos that re- like show what you're doing because sometimes it can be challenging to communicate with people if they can't see what you're doing. So those are some good resources for meetings. And then that's a good resource for not necessarily to host a meeting, but something you could maybe use if you need a visual in your meeting. Okay, so number one, pick your technology. Number two, who are the participants? This is incredibly important when you are, yeah, Loom and Zoom. (laughs) I know it's confusing. Zoom is a software that you can use to have video uh, meetings. Loom is a tool that you can use to record yourself making like little training videos. Or for example, at Career Contessa, we will use Loom if we are struggling to be able to understand what the person's talking about. So they'll say, okay, when I go in here and then I click here and then I click here, instead of 
typing all that out, they can record their screen and send it to me really quickly and I can see what they're doing. So that's just something to keep in mind as well as, a, as another tool. Because at the end of the day, the technology you're using should be around what is the functionality that you need. Okay, step number two is who are the participants? Try to keep the meeting to only include the people that have to be there. This is kind of a, a, a meeting rule in general. I believe it was Steve Jobs or or no, it's uh, Jeff Bezos has this rule that like the number of people in a meeting should not exceed more than like what two pizzas can feed. The point being is that remember, especially when you're having a remote meeting, some of those technologies also have a, you know, a certain number of participants that can be live on the screen at the same time. So when you're picking your tech, also consider how big your meetings need to be. And also who just who needs to be there, right? Maybe not everybody needs to be there. Maybe it will cause more confusion. Or if you have a team where traditionally you guys are always in all the meetings together, don't start changing the participants right now. So if you normally have a weekly meeting where you you invite all 50 people of your department, keep it that way. Don't, don't kick them out yet. Okay. So the next thing I want to talk about is the virtual water cooler. We don't have the ability to connect in person right now, which means we don't have the ability to stop and chat at our coworkers desk or do like little chit chat, or again, like go to your manager's desk and watch how they do something on the computer. So we want to create this virtual water cooler. And I mean that in a positive way, communal place online where team members can get to know each other outside of the structured meeting. So that is the ability for them to give your distributed team a shared space to connect online and still have that communal feel. I know this is outside of a meeting, but that communal feel that you can create outside can actually be really beneficial inside of the meeting. One of the things that our team uses is Slack. Slack allows you to create these channels that you guys can have multiple people in and chatting with. Um, if your company doesn't allow that, there's other um, ways to, to do that. Maybe it's an ongoing email chain. You know, it could be really simple as that. Maybe you have an online meeting running in the background and people are able to like unmute when they have something to say. I mean, we're just having to get creative. You don't want to just be having meetings. You want to also be able to keep that ongoing community feel of connection happening with your team because that's actually going to help you run meetings more efficiently. So the other thing about giving communal teams a place to have these discussions, they get comfortable and communication in general is less awkward because they're having communication on a more regular basis, not just when it's meeting. You get to know your members of the team a little bit more and their expertise when you're not just talking to them only in a formal meeting. Also, I think this is really important right now as we want to be making sure that people feel like they're still part of a team, uh, team building, right? So even though we're not in the same location together, we can use these communication tools to make sure that people are still feeling like and, and understand that they're a part of a team. So again, there's a lot of communication, obviously, that happens in a normal workplace outside of just meetings. So that's the, the goal with this. Oh, the other thing that I would encourage you guys to do in these like less formal communication places outside of running in a meeting per se is consider if you guys have any shared traditions like a daily video check-in, a weekly virtual happy hour. So again, outside of like a formal meeting, can you create these like 
fun traditions or rituals for your team that are obviously going to be happening virtually, but you could still use those online tools like Zoom, Google Hangout, Skype, GoToMeeting. Um, you guys have probably already seen a few things about people having virtual happy hours. So again, management and leadership is not just about running this efficient meeting. It's all the parts that encompass it. The next tip to run a successful online meeting is pick a time that works for all time zones and schedule it at least 24 hours in advance. So we're going to get into kind of, this is all like the before a a meetings actually happen. We're going to try to go in chronological order here. So before your meeting even happens, it's important to find a time that's going to work for people who are in different time zones. Be thoughtful about people's lives right now, especially if they have kids at home and those calendars. You could even um, send out an email that asks people to send back the four times that work really well for them and try to find something that would, again, be including everybody and making sure that they feel like they're, this is not necessarily something that they don't get to have any input in. And then the scheduling 24 hours in advance, what I would recommend right now is figure out what meetings you need to have weekly and, and schedule those. Doodle polls are an awesome uh, tool to use in order to find a time that works for everybody. What I was recommending is if you have weekly meetings, so like at Career Contessa, we have three meetings that happen every single week, same days, same time. Those are going to remain the same. And if you are going to schedule like a one-off meeting, all of a sudden now your team needs to talk on Tuesday about something. Give them a 24-hour notice as best you can if they need to rearrange in order to meet that meeting. Now that you've given them that 24-hour notice, in order to run a successful online meeting, just like an in-person meeting, it's all about the agenda and the preparation. So this is super important that you actually create an agenda ahead of time. So your agenda should include the key talking points, the meeting structure, which, for example, when and for how long you plan to discuss each talking point. That is incredibly important, you guys. So when you create your your, ta- your list of talking points, you've got your bullets, list out the fact that you're going to give five minutes for this, 10 minutes for that, 10 minutes for this. And actually, what I would even recommend is designate somebody to be the timekeeper who can say, all right, it's time, time out, guys. We got to move on to the next topic. You do not want your virtual meeting to just keep running and running and running. You don't want to be the rambler. It's even harder to keep their attention right now. So if you want to keep people engaged, be concise, be quick. An agenda will help you do that. Having time limits for each talking point is going to help you do that. I would also, um, in your agenda, include what team members and even their position, who's going to be in that meeting so everybody can see ahead of time who's joining. And if you want anybody to also bring something to the meeting, it's important that they know that ahead of time. So in your agenda, maybe you list out the team members and those talking points. If you want Jane to talk about that specific talking point, let her know ahead of time. So you can even assign talking points to specific people, list out in the agenda what people are responsible for bringing to the meeting. So hopefully this is making sense to recap key talking points the time that you're going to spend on each talking point, who is going to be included in this meeting or who's been invited to this meeting, what each team member is responsible for. And then that's where you would also include any relevant files or documents or maybe screenshots or anything like anything you can do to make it so that people are not 
having to leave your meeting and open up a bunch of different tabs is super important because that is going to just get people like they're going to lose their focus. They're all of a sudden they're going to be distracted because they're going to be looking for something. And so I just think it's very important that you try to make this as organized as possible for them and, and having all those documents in one place. So the other thing um, I wanted to chat about is in, a, in addition to sort of all this prep work, like I said, the, the agenda is the most important thing is try to keep your meeting to less than an hour. I, at first I wrote down 30 minutes and then I realized that like, by the time you add in all the like, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Like 30 minutes might even be a little short, but I would say definitely not more than 60 minutes. Really, truly, if you can keep it to, to 30 or 40 minutes max, I even see it on, on the webinars that we do, right? It's, it's just, that's a lot of concentration for people without the engagement of being there in person. So during the meeting, I want you to set some ground rules. So this is very important. Whoever is the person who is creating the agenda, they're the quote unquote uh, meeting leader, right? So if you are sending out the calendar invite and you are the person who is creating the agenda and letting people know who's responsible to talk about what, creating that meeting structure, you also have to be the person to set the guidelines, right? So there's kind of one, there has to be one designated point person. That designated point person is allowed to have help and support from their team members. Like I said, assigning people to talk about specific talking points, right? You're, you're more than welcome to do that. Having a designated timekeeper who is saying, all right, we've talked about this topic for 10 minutes. Now let's move on to the next one. You guys are allowed to do that but there should be one designated person who is kind of assigning those things. And that should be decided ahead of time. So during the meeting, I want you to set some ground rules to begin with. The very important one is, and, and the reason why you want to do that is because right now your employees, they just want to know what is expected of them or the people on your team. They want to do whatever they can to help make this simple, but they need to know what's expected of them and what you need from them. So some of the ground rules that I would put in place are mute your microphone when you're not talking. Krista, you and I are definitely um, on, on the same page with that. Use headphones. It seems to usually cut out some of the, the echo. Ask people to close other tabs and put their phone away. That's incredibly important. And, and just so you guys know, even if you're not the one talking, we can see if your eyes are going to other places. So come on, this is a tough time for everybody. Do your part, close your tabs. If you're going to be in the meeting, be present. Um, you can also set guidelines for interaction in the actual meeting. So let your team know what's expected of them ahead of time. The agenda can help a lot, but the other things your team might uh, be thinking, for example, is can everyone speak freely or will the team leader call on them when it's that person's time to contribute, right? So you can kind of decide what you're, your rule is for me, I think that creating more structure, I think if you put a lot of structure in place, you're going to get a little chaos. If you don't put very much structure in place, you're going to get a lot of chaos. So me, I would default to having a lot of structure. And I would let people know like, hey, I'm going to be calling on people when it's their time to talk or when we're looking for their input on it, something. It, it will be really challenging if everybody starts talking at once, given the fact that we're doing this virtually. Another thing is like, does everyone need to have their camera on at all times? So you want to be able to let people know that stuff ahead of time. Don't say, oh, this is a non-camera sharing meeting. And then all of a sudden be like, okay, everybody turn your camera on, right? Nobody really likes that. So does everyone need to have their camera on at all times or just the presenter? 
And then also, of course, muting your notifications on your phone and computer as well. So these are all things you should be telling people ahead of time. Like I said, the more structure you can put in place to begin with, the more successful this is going to be. Um, Okay, once you're in the meeting, the designated leader is going to run the meeting. We talked about that. I would recommend that you start by welcoming everybody and reviewing the agenda with your team. So when you are directing questions to people, I I would encourage you to do it like this. Lauren, tell us what you think about XYZ project with that client. So you're going to say the person's name first before you do the question so that you make sure that they're paying attention to the question and they know that's being directed at them. Make sure that you are also keeping the meeting very inclusive. I talked about this already by giving everyone a chance to participate. So that's important if you are the meeting leader that you are welcoming everybody. Everybody knows who's on the call, but also that you're not just directing questions to one or two people. That might be a little challenging. I know if you have a lot of people on the call. So if you have 20 people on the call, let them know ahead of time, Hey guys, in order to keep this short and succinct, it's going to be me and three primary people talking your, everybody's input's really important. We're going to leave time for questions at the end, right? So just again, like acknowledging that as well. If you're a participant on a call, you also have the responsibility of making sure that when you do start talking, you you could even start by saying, hey, guys, this is Lauren in accounting. Here's what my thought is on XYZ. So introduce yourself, remind people, you know, who you are and what you do at the company, especially if it's not like you're, you know, maybe smaller team, maybe you're meeting with other departments. Okay, so then I put together just like a nice long list of do's and don'ts. So I'll just read these off to you guys. Uh, The eight do's of video conferencing etiquette. Do check your technology ahead of time. Also, this replay would be great to send to everybody on your team to watch because this is, again, for both people. Do check your technology ahead of time. Read the agenda and come prepared. That's very important if you're a participant. Uh, Do turn off all notifications and make sure your cell phone is on silent. Be courteous to other participants. When you do speak, Speak clearly and speak a little bit slower than you normally would because there is a slight delay. Keep your body movements to a minimal. Sometimes that can, if you're waving your arms and and using your hands a lot, it can cause the video to sometimes uh, freeze, which is challenging. Yeah, move and gesture slowly. Maintain eye contact looking into the camera. Um, So I know I'm looking at stuff, but when you're talking to people, try to, again, create those those body, those things that we would have in day-to-day body language, which is eye contact, maybe nodding and listening to somebody. Um, Don't interrupt them. You know, try to as much as best you can have fun with this a little bit. It's it's something new that your team is experiencing together. So, (laughs) you know, try. Okay, so the, the don'ts of video conferencing is don't stare at your phone while other people are presenting. Again, it's rude. We can we can tell also. Don't work on other tasks like checking email during the virtual, virtual meeting. So even if you're on mute, we can hear, or even if you're on mute, we can probably tell that you're working on something else. And if you're not on mute, guess what? We can hear you typing. That's really important. Um, like I said, don't interrupt people or attempt to speak over them. Don't carry on side conversations. Uh, that's also doesn't work on a video call. You should always assume that the minute you get on video also that we can hear everything that you're saying. 
that goes without saying. Okay. Um, don't wear like super noisy jewelry. So if you're wearing like a bunch of bracelets and you're tapping, we could also hear that. So be, be mindful of that and, and do your best to check, you know, have a, a good set of headphones and, and the microphone if you can. That's a nice to have, not a, not a must have. Okay, let's talk about engagement during the remote meeting. So those are all things to do before the meeting and kind of like while you're in it. But let's talk about engagement. That was a specific question that came through, which is how do you keep these people engaged when you're having this remote meeting? So this is where I would recommend that that virtual water cooler is going to really help you. So make time for casual conversation, check in with everyone, have people introduce themselves, and actually make sure that everybody has a role in the call as best you can. I know that's not realistic for everybody, but when it comes to engagement, especially if you do have a manageable amount of people on the call, make sure that you're giving people a role. People, If people have a a quote unquote job, they're going to be paying attention a lot more. That's why I really love in the, that agenda to set up a time for other people to, or a, a, ahead of time assigned to people, um, the parts that you want them to discuss and talk about. You know, one of my thoughts of this is like, people who make the joke, like, have you ever been in a meeting? And and you're like, I have no idea why I'm there, right? So if you don't have a clear purpose for each attendee, the first question I would have for you is, do they need to be in there? Um, The second question I would have is that that's going to kill team engagement, right? If there's a bunch of people on the call that don't actually need to be there and they have no purpose. So before the meeting, make sure everyone on the team has a job. For example, Maybe you have a team member write down any questions that come up during the brainstorm that you guys are doing. So at the beginning of the call, if you're that team leader, maybe you've already assigned a a timekeeper, but maybe you're also going to ideally ahead of time in your agenda, you've done this too. You're going to assign roles like this person's going to keep track of any questions that come through. This person is going to, you know, give us an update on this project. This you guys get the idea, like as best you can try to make sure people have a purpose in the meeting. Maybe you have another person who is, you know, managing the the slides, if you have visual slides or a presentation that you're also giving. So those are all kind of things. Um, the, the best jobs to keep remote, remote workers engaged during meetings are um, they should be interactive, they should be straightforward, and they should be frequent. So ideally, each team member's job is something they need to do over the duration of the meeting so that they're engaged from start to finish, rather being assigned one a one and done task, make it interactive. Uh, straightforward and frequent. So for the foreseeable future, it could be like, you're the timekeeper for the foreseeable future. You're the person that creates the agenda, whatever it is, that's going to be super important. So giving everyone a job allows them to take an active role in the meeting. So when it comes to engagement, having clarity over how they can be active in their purpose is is really important. I also want to call out introverts specifically, um, especially if you have people on your team that are very well known for being introverts or people on your team that are very well known for being extroverts is similar to face-to-face interaction. Introverts can definitely go to a meeting and be paying attention and engage and they don't feel the need to add more information. That's okay. We don't need everybody adding their two cents all the time. I would say specifically, try to make sure that you are thinking about ways to engage them in a way that works for them as well. So maybe, you know, speaking up in a meeting um, is something they're not as comfortable with, but can you do something that's maybe in order to have everybody's voices heard? Maybe you could do like a quick round robin style intro, like everybody go around and say what you had for breakfast 
or everyone go around and say uh, what what they're binge watching on Netflix. Like it doesn't even have to be work related. It can just be something to kind of get people warmed up and more comfortable talking as well. Again, even better, create that communal space, that virtual water cooler where people can connect outside of just the meeting. So they are more comfortable speaking up in the meeting. The other thing I would have thought about is like, maybe it would also be a good idea to start a communal document, whether it's a Google doc or some sort of shared document where people can add their thoughts, insights, and suggestions after the meeting as well. If you're not comfortable having uh, an open document like that, another thing as a team leader that you can do to, to make sure that you have these meetings going well and that you're improving upon them is send out um, an email to ask for feedback or better yet, you can create a survey. Google allows you to create these uh, surveys for free and you could send that link to everybody to get their feedback as well. So I think that if you are trying to run a successful meeting, it's really important that yes, you set yourself up for success with the tips we're talking about, but you also go a step further and ask people for their feedback. Again, it's very important to make sure that you still have that that team feeling and that you all are in this together and that they're helping you and you're helping them and, you know, kind of I think that's that's what leaders need to kind of step up and do right now. The other thing I wanted to talk about for engagement in the presentation or in your meeting is consider the information that you are presenting. If it's really challenging, like data or uh, something that just is very visual, then have the visuals there. That's what we talked about earlier about in that agenda. Make sure they have the links to everything that they're going to need, the screenshots, whatever it is. Make it easy so that they're not clicking all over the place to get stuff because they're going to get distracted if they have to do that. But also go the extra step to create the visuals. Like I mentioned earlier, Loom is this awesome tool. I know you guys had some other ones in there. Uh, if you need to put together you know, a PowerPoint presentation or some slides, we're all very visual. Um, I mean, look at the popularity of like Pinterest, Instagram, and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes it can be so much faster and easier to communicate what you are trying to say if you have those visuals. Consider that in in what you're presenting. Um, Because you want to, again, you don't want to ramble and go on and on and on and on with people. You really want to be concise and get to the point. So agendas and, and having the visuals can help with that. All right, let's talk about how you end a meeting. So in order for a meeting to be effective, every person needs to walk out with a clear objective. What are their deliverables and their next steps? Who's responsible for following up on each item or task? When are those deliverables due? And when is going to be the next meeting or check-in? You need to make sure that before you end the meeting, you go through those items with your team. If you don't know all of them yet, then you need to email a recap with uh, all of that written out. So again, the deliverables and next steps, who's responsible for following up on each item or task, when those deliverables are due, and when the next meeting or check-in will be. Um, If you can't verbally say those things in the meeting, then you absolutely need to make sure that you send an email recap. Even if you can say them verbally in the meeting, I would recommend sending a written recap. We've been asking people all week, like, what are some questions that you have during this time? And one of the things that has come up actually a few times is, what do you do when a boss is taking credit for your work? Or what do you do when you feel like your work is not being acknowledged or seen? These recaps are so important for both of those reasons. Those are kind of like completely separate topics. But the point being is that meeting recaps allow you to right away, immediately while the information is fresh, 
recap what you guys talked about, who's in charge of what. So there's no miscommunications later on. I know we're all kind of going through this place right now where we're kind of overloaded with information. So it's completely fair to, to think that some people might be getting so much information that they're having trouble just like remembering what they need to do here and there. So again, as a leader, make it easy for people to know what is expected of them. If you create a lot of structure, you're going to get a little chaos, right? If you create zero structure or even loose structure, you're going to invite a lot more chaos. And so I think one of the things that we want to do right now is try to eliminate that as much as possible. I'm sure you're always trying to eliminate that, but I think uh, this is extremely important right now. Oh yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to say is you want to really encourage people to create this feedback loop. So people are giving uh, or feel comfortable giving you feedback. So asking for feedback and seeing if people will share it verbally, but then also in your recap, maybe linking to a Google doc where they can put down notes or um, linking to that survey that I talked about where they can give you feedback. So creating a feedback loop is also really important to making sure people feel just included in the whole process. Okay, so let's recap this. And then I'm going to get into your questions. Again, I I would also probably recommend that you share this webinar with other people on your team so they can see sometimes, you know, you saying, okay, we're going to implement this structure and these rules, it might be helpful if they watch something where it's a training about this, so they understand like, you you can get their buy in on why you guys are asking people to go the extra step to make those agendas to um, assign those roles to send the recaps and things like that. Okay, so the recap is pick your tech. Be deliberate. And and when you're picking your tech, remember, you want to think about what is the functionality that you need. It's really good to pick something and stick with it. People are much better with that. Okay, number two, be deliberate about who you invite to the meeting. You ideally want people there who have a purpose. They have a reason to be there so you can assign them a job. And if you don't, you want to let those people know why you're not assigning them a, a, a quote unquote job in the meeting. Now is not the time to all of a sudden start leaving people off of the meeting. So if you've been inviting people to meetings, you know, up until now, just keep it going like that. But, you know, one-off meetings, definitely try to keep those to like be being deliberate about the participants. The next thing is send an agenda ahead of time. So at least 24 hours in advance, make sure you are sending an agenda. We talked about all the things that you want to have in your agenda, um, which is your key talking points, your meeting structure. So for example, when and for how long you plan to discuss each talking point, Uh, the team members or the teams that will be in attendance, what each team member or team is responsible for bringing to the meeting and any relevant documents, files, or research. You want to make sure that's all in your agenda. If you are attending a meeting, make sure that you are reviewing the agenda ahead of time. Let's see. You want to create a virtual water cooler for people to be connected outside of the meetings. I'm going to endorse Slack for this. an awesome tool. I think you guys also mentioned some other tools. Jessica, yes, I think Loom is free right now. Set some ground rules so they know what's expected of them. People want to do a good job. They want to do... (laughs) First of all, they don't want to spend a bunch of time in an inefficient meeting. So they really want to uh, do a good job. So you have to set some ground rules so they know what's expected of them. Let them know very clearly what your expectations are for the meeting, what you hope to have everybody leave uh, the meeting with, right? So that they understand what your your goal is as well. Review the remote meeting etiquette do's and don'ts with your team. So again, muting when you're not talking, uh, which then you have to remind people that if their lips are moving and we can't hear you, you have to unmute, close your tabs, put your phone away, that kind of stuff. 
you know, we don't want people who are going to interrupt. It's really important because there's always a slight delay that that is even worse. So maybe you come up with a signal like somebody does this, you know, or when they want to say something and then the the meeting leader can then call on people kind of have to go back to like when you were in elementary school and you had to raise your hand to talk. It, it works really similar like that. There really needs to be one key person running the meeting and then everybody else can kind of follow their lead. That's what I mean about having that structure ahead of time. During the meeting, give everybody a job. Make sure that the jobs are interactive. Make sure that they're straightforward. So interactive means like the job should require each person to contribute in real time. Um, Straightforward is you don't want the job to be super complex. Your team may spend more time trying to figure out what to do than actually participating in the meeting. And then the other thing for giving everyone a job is frequent. So ideally, each team member's job is something they need to do over the duration of the meeting. So they're engaged from start to finish rather than being assigned a one and done task. Make sure that your meeting is inclusive so that you are including everybody in some way, shape or form. So they know that you want their input. Um, Use visuals to present data if needed. Very important. Send a meeting recap. So just to review, uh, your recap is going to include deliverables and next steps who's responsible for following up on each item or task, when those deliverables are due, when the next me or check-in will be. And lastly, don't forget to ask for feedback so that you can improve this process and that you guys can. And also remember how you lead your meetings is going to set the tone for how other people set the meeting. So it's a really um, good point that you guys think about running it like this to set that example and kind of like make this the new structure. Welcome to Dear Career Contessa, the part of the show where we answer your questions. Remember, if you have a career question, you can submit it to us via DM on at Career Contessa on Instagram, email us info at careercontessa.com, or leave us a voicemail at 844-FEMALES. All of that information is also included in the show notes. Let's start with today's question, which came in during my live webinar, which is, what do you do when somebody interrupts a lot? We've all been on that meeting where somebody feels like they need to interject, and because of the weird delays with audio and video, it can always be a little bit awkward. So when you assign somebody to be the timekeeper, you're also going to make sure that that person is assigned to make sure that there's no interruptions. So basically, it's like having it's like being in a classroom again, and you've got kind of like this quote unquote teacher's pet or this person in charge of kind of enforcing the rules. So when you start your meeting, you're going to make sure that everybody has a really clear idea and with that agenda, it's going to help. And you're going to ask everybody to please not interrupt. And if they have any questions to write it down and we can get to questions at the very end. You're also going to make sure that everybody knows that if you do start to interrupt, the person who is um, being the timekeeper and really keeping track of making sure that we get through our agenda timely, they're going to politely ask you to please let the other person finish their thought. So the timekeeper could say something like, hey, Lauren, thanks so much for for speaking up, but we're going to need you to hold that thought until we're at the end. So making sure that everybody knows that you will be interrupted if you interrupt, I think is really going to help and it can kind of ease any of that awkwardness that can happen. Okay, I want to answer one more question uh, that I thought that came in during our live webinar also that was, uh, I thought, a really good one, which is, I would love any suggestions for helping employees who are not as tech savvy with this transition. 
A meeting can only be productive if people can hear, see, and feel engaged. That is such a good question. And for any of our listeners who have maybe felt like, um, I know I was talking to my mom the other day and her company had to quickly move remote and she was having trouble downloading something. And she was said to me, I'm sure everyone thinks I can't, you know, figure out this technology because I'm old or something. And so I think it's really important that everybody be really thoughtful about their biases. Um, ageism is definitely something when it comes to technology, um, it's quick to judge. So first, check your bias. And then second of all, it would be incredibly important for people to run trainings. So we use a software called Crowdcast. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And what I love about Crowdcast is that you can record yourself setting up a meeting, getting all the technology, and then you can make all those video trainings available. So you could train people in a live video Or you could record yourself getting all the technology set up and almost basically create these trainings that then you send to your employees or people on your team to make sure they have training that they need. And what I really like about it is that if you can record it, then they can reference that training um, when they need to. So really, you know, first recommend hosting a training um, where you're going to teach folks who don't feel comfortable with the tech. And the tone of that training can also make technology feel less intimidating. So that's really important right now is to make sure that your tone is extremely helpful, it's really positive, and to not make people who are already feeling maybe intimidated or like everyone's assuming that this is a problem because, you know, they're not as comfortable with it, that it's their fault. So those are two really good questions that came through for Dear Career Contessa that had to do with this topic that um, we can all take with us. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. You guys know how much we appreciate that. I also wanted to announce that during this time, we've made all of our webinars free on careercontessa.com. So we have a library with over 50 webinar replays that range in topics from, you know, building confidence to overcoming imposter syndrome to job searching tips from real recruiters and more. And we're making sure that you guys have support right now. So we've made that entire webinar library free. All you have to do is go to careercontessa.com and click on webinars and any webinar you see there, you'll be able to get access to it for free. We will continue to edit our show in real time to offer you guys support when and how you need it and and roll out these bonus episodes quickly. Please send us, you know, any career questions you have during this time to us. It's info at careercontestant.com. And like I said, we will continue to support you through webinars, content on our website, and of course, here on the Females Podcast. So please don't forget um, to let us know what you're looking for. Thanks, guys.